reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones, bless the name of the Lord. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia, my love, we're going to be talking today about the role of the Jewish people. You've thought a lot about this from the time that we got married now, over 36 years ago. You have always just knew in your spirit that God had a special role and destiny for the Jewish people and always had an appreciation for it. What do you think about the subject that we're going to be covering today? I did not understand God's point of view on the Jewish people until I met you. And the whole revelation, the full revelation of the gospel, the full revelation of the scriptures started coming alive as I would read them and see how much God loves the Jewish people and that he never lost his first love for the Jewish people. He still loves the Jewish people and he still has a plan. We are merely in the middle of a divine plan and there's been the history that we see in the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament up until today. We're still in the middle of history and God has a mighty, mighty plan where the Jewish people are integral to Jesus' return. Amen, babe. Just say a quick prayer for our viewers today. Mm. Thank you, Father. We praise you for the Jewish people and pray that you just give revelation in today's message. Shalom Aleichem to you, beloved ones. Bless the name of the Lord, Baruch Hashem. This is Rabbi Schneider, as you know, and I'm excited to be with you today as we continue our study concerning how Yeshua, how Jesus completes biblical Judaism. We've been in this series for quite a long time now, and I am concluding today the plan of salvation as we're looking at how the plan of salvation was revealed in the Tanakh or the Old Testament and how it's fulfilled or completed in the New Testament. And what we've been discovering, as those of you that have been tuning in know, is that Israel was saved in the Hebrew Bible in the same way that believers are saved today in the New Testament. I'm not going to go back and review today because I've done that so many times, I really want to encourage you, go watch the previous episodes. We are now on the final section of the plan of salvation today, and we're discussing the role of Jewish people or the role of Israelites as it relates to the plan of salvation and the kingdom of God working out its purposes on the earth. We've talked about the fact that in the Hebrew scriptures, God chose Abraham and then his descendants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to be the chosen people of him that brought revelation to the world. God said to Israel, through your seed, he began with Abraham, through your seed, Abraham, I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth. That seed, Paul tells us in Galatians, is Yeshua. So salvation began and comes to the whole world through the Jews. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 22, to the woman at the well, salvation is from the Jews. So if Jesus himself said salvation is from the Jews, why would you want to curse them? Paul said we need to, we need to honor the people of God through whom our salvation has come to us. The apostles were Jews. The scriptures were written by Jewish people. Jesus himself is a Jew. Why would we want to curse the Jewish people when God's goodness 
on the earth has been filtered to the world through the Jewish people. I want to encourage you today to step out of any anti-Semitism that you may have picked up on the earth over the years. You know, the priests in the temple, they had to come to the brass laver daily to wash themselves from all the filth that they picked up as they were walking around the dusty ground. And that is a pattern for us today that we need to be washed, beloved, even daily from the things that we pick up just living on earth. And some of you have been in an environment, maybe it came to you from your parents, Maybe it's just been in your family lineage that there's just been a prejudice against Jewish people. You know, we've, we've, we've inherited this through the centuries. Uh, early on, the church began to develop an attitude towards Jewish people that they're the Christ killers, that the promises of God have been taken away from them because they rejected Jesus. I remember being on a trip one time in Israel and I was with a Lutheran pastor. And he said, yeah, he said, Paul met Jesus and he came away with pork on his breath. I mean, he, it was just such a, 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 a biased spirit against Jewish people. At least I perceived it that way, as if God no longer had anything that he was doing amongst the Jewish people that had any significance in contemporary times that all that was done away with. We're looking today in the word of God to discover that it's through the Jewish people, beloved, that God's favor has been released into the earth, that Jewish people are still playing an important role today, and that Jewish people, beloved, still have a very important role to play as we move deeper into the end times, even coming up, beloved ones, to the return of the Lord. Now, I understand that most Jewish people today do not receive Jesus. I'm a Jewish believer, as most of you know. Uh, you know, I love Jesus, but I want you to hear me. Even the Jewish community that has rejected Jesus still has a supernatural marking upon their life that goes all the way back to Abraham. In other words, when we look at the Jewish people today, even though most of them in general do not receive Jesus as their Messiah, we still cannot deny that there's something special upon the Jewish people. I mean, you think about, for example, the richest people in the world. I was reading just recently about a Forbes list of the world's richest men. In the top 50 richest men in the world, 10 of them were Jews. How do you explain it? 20% of the world's richest men or women are Jews, and yet Jewish people make up only one-fifth of 1% of the world's population. How do you explain that? What's going on? You think about Sigmund Freud, Karl Marx, Steven Spielberg, uh, Bob Dylan, Mark Zuckerberg, the list is endless. All these people in the earth that have had such incredible impact, a disproportionate amount of them are Jewish people. It's evidence of the fact that the Bible is true and that God is still doing something very special as he's working on the life of the children of Israel and specifically what he's going to do through Jewish believers like myself that will preach the gospel at the end of the age. Even now when we look on television, we see that some of the ministries that are really having great impact on the earth are Jewish Christian ministries. Uh, discovering the Jewish Jesus and other of the Jewish ministries that are out there are having real I mean, it, 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 it's really disproportionate to the number of Jewish believers in the world today to the amount of impact that they're having in the world. It's just again, beloved ones, a sign of the fact that God has his hand upon the Jewish people and he wants you and I to recognize this, to appreciate it, to support it, and to rejoice in it. After all, God said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm gonna bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. 
So with that introduction, I want to get back into the scriptures today and trace a little bit of this out. And then we're going to finally end today at the book of Romans as we look at Paul's words to us concerning how we should relate to the Jewish people and what their role is. I want to begin right now where I left off last week. I'm in the book of Isaiah now, chapter number 49, reading verse 6. The Lord says there, Is it too small of a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel? I will also make you, he's speaking to Israel here, I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation, listen now, may reach the ends of the earth. So the Lord is saying that through you, Israel, my salvation will reach, hallelujah, the ends of the earth. Again, think about it. The Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, who were they written by? They're written by Jewish people. The bedrock of Western civilization's morality comes from what? It comes from the Ten Commandments. And where do the Ten Commandments come from? They come from the Jewish people. The prophets, the patriarchs, the, 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 the Ten Commandments, the Torah, all comes to us through the Jewish people. The writers, beloved of the Hebrew Bible, came to us from the Jews. We look at the time of Jesus. Who were the apostles? They were Jews. Jesus himself, obviously, he died with a sign over his head. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And finally, once again, I repeat, John 4, 22, Yeshua said to the woman of Samaria, he said, woman, you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship, for salvation is from the Jews. So we need to jump into this, beloved church. We need to jump into this. Revelation has been released to the world through the Jewish people. It has nothing to do with who they are. There's nothing better about the Jewish people in and of themselves. It's just that God chooses who he wants to for his own purposes, and he's chosen to work through the Jewish people in a very special and spectacular way. Now, obviously, today in the church, Jew and Gentile are one in Messiah. There's no discrimination. And Gentiles can receive just as much revelation and go just as far in their faith and have just as much impact on the earth as, the Jew, as any Jewish person. But we can't on the other hand, discount the paradoxical principle that God is still using Jewish people in a very unique way. Every time I read the words of Jesus and the Gospels, I am more and more struck by the fact that People followed Jesus so oftentimes because they saw miracles. I mean, that's what happened. People saw the miracles. Jesus said, if you don't believe because of the words, believe because of the works. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. This man is not born again. Okay. He's called Tony Abila. Okay. Tony Abila. After six days, yeah. he couldn't fold that leg. He was dragging it. He was in the hospital. He has a cannula. The power of God went through that leg. And he hit that leg. Emmanuel has just told us he wants to get saved now. Let's say together, Father God, Thank you for healing me tonight. For healing me tonight. Thank you for showing me your love. Thank you for showing me your love. I receive it. 
I will see that. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. Change me. Change me. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand tonight. Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean, and more, to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel, and a dynamic television ministry, discovering the Jewish Jesus is reaching the world for Christ. With your support, you'll help send Rabbi to deliver the truth of God's Word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping Rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world. We're going to the book of Romans and I want to bring you there to chapter number 11. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But hallelujah, the word of the Lord, bless his name, abides forever. I'm going to begin reading, first of all, at the 18th verse. Paul was speaking to the church, and he says this, Do not be arrogant towards the branches. He's speaking of the branches being the Jewish people. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you supports the root, but the root supports you. So Paul is saying, don't be arrogant towards Israel. That's the support of your faith. When you get to heaven, beloved one, listen. When you get to heaven, you're going to see the city, New Jerusalem. Jesus showed it to John in the book of Revelation. And when John looked at the gates of New Jerusalem, what he saw was that the gates of New Jerusalem, the city of heaven, were inscribed with, listen now, the 12 tribes of Israel and the name of the 12 apostles, which were also Jews. So Paul says, don't be arrogant towards Jewish people. It supports your faith. When you get to heaven, the heavenly city, New Jerusalem, will be inscribed with the names of not only the 12 Jewish apostles, but with the names of the 12, hallelujah, tribes of Israel. Let's continue on here in the 28th and the 29th verse. Hear the word of God. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. In other words, even during Paul's day, most Jewish people, because of the religious Jewish establishment, were rejecting Jesus. Not all, but many, most. So Paul is saying here, from the standpoint of the gospel, because they're rejecting the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. In other words, they're opposed to the gospel, but God has still chosen them, and the gift and calling that God has upon Israel is irrevocable. God has not replaced Israel with the church. Let me say it again. God has not rejected Israel, taken away the promises he's given to Israel, and given them to the church instead. Many of you know this is called replacement theology. God has not replaced Israel with the church. God still has a call upon national Israel. Listen once again. Paul says, from the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God 
are irrevocable. God still has a promise and call upon the Jewish people. It's not been taken away. He still has a future destiny for them. Zechariah talks about the last days and what's going to be happening on the earth in the last days. You know what's going to be happening, beloved ones, in the last days? God is going to raise up Jewish believers like myself and other people even on the earth right now. He's going to use us to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth and it's going to usher in a huge revival that will culminate with Yeshua's return. You don't believe me? Go with me in your Bible now to the book of Zechariah. Some people will say, oh, listen to him, he's just bragging, he's just talking about himself. It's not about me, beloved. This is what Scripture teaches. I'm just asking you to get into alignment with it, to bless Jewish people, to pray for Jewish people, to pray for God's purpose and call on their light to be fulfilled, because in so doing, you're going to be blessed. Zechariah is talking about the end days. Listen what he says in the 23rd verse. Chapter 8, verse 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, again speaking about the last days, culminating with Yeshua's return, Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, ten men from all the nations will grasp the garment of a Jew, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. We see this happening in the world right now. When we go to different nations around the world, there's such respect for the Jewish people. There's such a sense of the fact that their destiny is tied up with the destiny of the Jewish people. There's such honor. Just like Zechariah 8.23 prophesied, they come up, they want to take hold of my garment. They say, we want to go with you. We know that God's got a special call upon Jewish people. We believe we can receive an impartation from you. We believe that we can receive a blessing from you. And because they have that attitude, beloved, they receive something special because he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet hallelujah, receives a prophet's reward. Zechariah 8.23 is already partially being fulfilled in many places on the earth right now. In fact, we might just roll a little B-roll at this point, showing you some of the things that we experience. For example, when we go to different cities in Africa, people lining the streets waiting for us to drive in. They're so thirsty, they're so hungry, just because a Jewish believer in Jesus is coming to their town to preach the gospel. We read in the book of Revelation that on the earth and in, in, in the last days, during the tribulation, there's going to be 144,000 Jewish believers like myself upon the earth preaching the gospel. And many believe that these last 144,000 Jews on the earth preaching the gospel are going to usher in uh, the, the, the greatest revival that the world has ever known. Beloved, understand God is not done with the Jewish people. He's not done, praise God. And, and, and those of you that are being connected to the Jewish roots of your faith through this ministry and others like it, I want you to know you're being connected to the truth. Remember what Jesus said to the woman of Samaria in John 4, the woman at the well. She was worshiping, but she didn't have the Jewish knowledge. She didn't have the revelation that came to the Jewish people. And Jesus said to her woman, he said, you don't know what you're worshiping. He wasn't putting her down. He didn't say she wasn't sincere. He just said that, that there was ignorance there because she wasn't worshiping God according to knowledge. And Yeshua was saying, if you're wanting knowledge of the truth, you need to take that knowledge from the root of the Jewish people because salvation, he said, is from the Jews. 
This is what Paul was saying in the book of Romans chapter 11. Don't be arrogant towards Israel and that which Israel has brought to the world because Israel and the things that have come from Israel is what supports, beloved, our faith in Yeshua HaMashiach, who is the king, hallelujah, of the Jews. Now, where's all this going? What's God's final plan for the Jewish people? God's final plan for the Jewish people, beloved, is a mass harvest. We're seeing an escalation of Jewish salvations right now. This escalation is continuing to increase. It's going to build and build and build and build and build. More and more people are coming to faith. More and more Jewish people are coming to faith upon the earth right now than ever before. And it's only going to increase. It's going to culminate, beloved, at Yeshua's return, where Zechariah tells us that every Jew will see him. And they'll look upon him whom they pierce, and they'll put their faith on him. And every Jew, I believe, to the best of my knowledge as I study the scriptures, that every Jew that's alive when Jesus returns that sees him will be saved. It sounds like that's not fair. How could they be saved when they only believed in him when he returned? But it's kind of like the parable that Jesus told when he said that he sent out laborers into the vineyard and some worked a full day, some worked six hours, some eight hours, and some one hour. And the ones that worked eight hours got paid the same as the one that worked one hour. And the ones that worked eight hours were upset. Why did you only pay me the same as the one that worked one hour? And Yeshua said, well, why are you upset? Didn't I pay you what I told you I would pay you? Why should you be upset with me if I want to be gracious to these that only worked one hour? Now, the scripture teaches that Jewish people right now, if they die without Yeshua, that they're going to be separated from God and in darkness. That's why Jesus said to the Jewish people, unless you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. But the Jewish people that are living when Jesus returns, I believe that they'll be saved. According to the book of Zechariah, chapter number 12, verse number 10, let me read it to you. Zechariah chapter 12, verse number 10, the grass withers and the flowers fade, hallelujah. But the word of the Lord, bless his name, abides forever. Hear the word of God. The Lord says, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. So they will look on me whom they have pierced. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. And so when Jesus returns, I believe the Jewish people will see that this one that they rejected, this one that they wanted to see crucified was God himself. And they're going to weep and they're going to be pierced to the heart. They're going to, it's going to be uncontrollable weeping, but they'll be saved. Until that time, what's happening, beloved, is that more and more Jewish people like myself are putting their faith in Jesus. And according to the book of Romans, chapter 11, I believe what's going to happen is when there's a critical mass of Jewish believers like myself putting their faith in Jesus, calling upon him to return, it's going to usher in the Lord's return. That's why it's important for you to, to, to support this ministry and others like it. Because you're giving us opportunity, beloved, to speak the gospel into the whole earth. And many Jewish people are coming to a knowledge of the truth through this ministry, as well as people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Thank you, beloved ones. I love you. God bless you. And shalom, shalom, and shalom.
Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us, would you just be obedient to Him? The scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world is going to come back to us, pressed down, good measure, and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's going to open up your heart to receive even more revelation from Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I want to thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord to discovering the Jewish she is today. Just do it, beloved. I promise you'll be blessed. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, Click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over His people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Yahweh, Vayishmarecha. Yair Yahweh, Panavelecha, Vichunecha. Yisar Yahweh, Panavelecha. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue his beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. 
Jesus was born a Jew, lived as a Jew, died as a Jew, and was originally followed by Jews. Yet somehow Christianity and Judaism are divided. Unearth the history behind this great separation in Rabbi Kurt Schneider's new book, The Lion of Judah. Rabbi tells the story of how two religions who worship the same God came to walk very different paths. But he declares a bold truth. They were never meant to be separate. Learn how Judaism and Christianity will one day unite together under one banner, Messiah Yeshua. Discover how the Old and New Testaments connect and how Jesus completes biblical Judaism. Order your copy at lionofjudahbook.com. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, join Rabbi as he teaches on the pillars of biblical Judaism and how they are fulfilled in the life and death of Jesus.